Okay, we can see you. It seems like you can hear us too. Okay, good morning, everybody. Good Saturday morning. Hi. Mm, just for Rilika, I'll just let you know how, how this goes because it's your first time here in the Spark experiment. Um, how, how we do it is in the Spark, there's a distinction and then there's notes and we, I'll, I'll read out loud the notes so you don't have to have the Spark next to you. I'll read them out loud. And then um, I, I, I like, or the notes is, is a door for discovery for research space. So a Spark is written in this about like one page of notes. So it's not so much, and it can go in a lot of direction. And so I would really invite you Rudika, and then everybody else to um, check how the Spark is landing in you and what are your questions and what are your struggles and how, why is this Spark important for you? Like, what do you, what do you need? And to ask the question about what you need or the comments or sharing about how that spark is relevant in your life. And so we can go sort of on this discovery journey and, and the invitation is the more you can be, you can be vulnerable or the more we can be vulnerable with what's really going on for you, then that's, that's when something will happen for you and for everybody else. So that's the invitation. And then there's, um, there's experiments, there's one experiment here in the Spark and either sometimes we design our own experiment if something comes up or we do this one and the best is if we can do it live so we can split and break out groups and then we do, we do it together in, in smaller groups. So that's how mm -hmm. it goes, cool. And before we start, I just kind of, I wanted to have this question of, does anybody have any questions about anything? <laughs> <laughs> did you Hello. wake up this morning with this god i need to know this i'm so con i'm confused about this i'm struggling with this it's coming up in my life i i didn't i didn't listen what did you say i'll say it again i said did you wake up this morning with this burning sense of there's something confusing. There's something you need an answer for. There's something that's you need to, you, it's like you need to know, you need to have an experiment or an experience to, to get it. I'm just opening this open door. Like life is a non-specific question and my question is a non-specific question. Anything about anything. I was waking up with the question of, uh, yeah, like, because how, how to say in English, like, not to compare all the time with other, other people's life. That is my big challenge in life. That's where I like to do more experiments. Yeah, like, because I always like to calm down, but when I'm not so relaxed, then I'm always comparing everything and everything could be more exciting than my life. I thought you were gonna say, my life is better than everybody else's life. I wish I was. <laughs> That's how you compare. God, my life is so exciting. I'm going on so much adventures. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 
the floor is open for everybody, but I, I, I want to say something is this comparing is ingrained. It's like part of the modern culture. It's, it's part of the thoughtware of modern culture to say that there should be like, there's one kind of life that is the good life. That is the exciting life. And then anybody who doesn't have that life, you have to compare yourself and say, how can I get that life? How can I get richer? How can I have a better job? How can I have a better relationship? How can I? So, so there's this fake standard that modern culture has created then that we have to achieve, that we have to get to. And then when you're supposed to get there, then, you, then you'll be happy. If you get there, then you'll be happy. Okay, I can let you know already, the people who think they got there, they're not happy. Okay. I was a lawyer in Paris. I was making a bunch of money. I had a boyfriend and a plan to get married and have children. And I was, you know, pretty and I was partying and I had, I had it, you know, I, I made it there. I was going on adventures. I was traveling. Okay. That was the most miserable time of my life. So I can tell you that and you might not believe me and I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm. It seems to me that it comes from a play, from, from the thoughtware that we carry. I was just talking to my mom who lives in New Zealand and she was telling me this story that in the Maori culture, which has a different thoughtware um, than modern culture, Maori culture is different. They, they have this, um, you know, I would say story or relationship to when the soul of a being comes into the, the body of a baby. And it says this three times that the soul can come into the body. So either at conception, when the sperm meets the egg, that's the, the soul can come there, or it can come about f four or five months in the mom's belly. That's when the baby is viable. So that's another moment the soul can come in or at birth. And they say the, the babies who were, um, the soul came in at conception are, are the wise, like the wise uh, people, men or women. So they calm and they're leaders and they, yeah, they kind of, they, they calm and leaders and wise. Okay. And the babies, for example, who are born at, who, who their soul come in at birth, like when they come out of the mom's belly, they are the ones that are rebellious and, and action and it's all about me and it's like, whatever. And, and so, and they have this explanation so that everybody in the village has their own uniqueness and are welcome. It's not like one is good and one is bad. It's just, okay, they were born at different times and they have different jobs in the village. We can't have all leaders and wise people. The village would be so boring. Okay, we need the, the crazy rebellious action uh, kids too. And so there's this, but in modern culture, we don't have that. What we want is modern, what modern culture wants is intelligent, good in school, uh, you know, tall, thin, uh, muscular people, you know, and that's, it's a monoculture. It's a mono, it's like, there's, there's only one way to be, you know, kind of be like God.
And it, it's such a restricting and, and, and insane way to live as human beings, to think there's, there's only one way we can be, or we should be, or we should get to be. And so it takes, you know, it takes a shift of thought where and initiations and healing to get out, to, put, to take out your point of origin. To take, right now your point of origin, like your, where your culture comes from is in modern culture. You've put your point of origin there because probably your parents and your mom were, were from modern culture. And so you can do steps and in initiation to take this point of origin and put it in yourself. You put it in yourself and then the only life that's you know, worth having is your own. Not somebody else's life, not what somebody else think is the standard of having a good life. And you know, in, in, the, in the start of the path, what I, the start of the path is learn how to feel. It's, it's really as simple that if you don't have access to your feelings, anger, sadness, fear, and joy, then you don't know who you are. You cannot know who you are because your feelings are your information and, and energy resource to say, I want this, I don't want this. Okay, I'm caring about this, I don't care about this. Pay attention to this and not to this. And all of that is reflection of what's, you know, your inner shape. It's a reflection of your shape inside and what matters and how the universe interacts with you. So for example, um, we've made this recent discovery maybe a year ago that there's four type of archetypal lineages. So your archetypal lineage is a resource, a force of nature that uh, is about what you're here for. It comes through you to serve your village. It's a force of nature. And everybody has a unique archetypal lineage with a unique name and a unique mission. But we've noticed that in the village, there's sort of four main type of archetypal lineage. One is evolutionary. And those people, archetypal lineage, they care for um, resolving conflict and taking people for emotional healing process. And uh, also the evolution maybe of the whole village. So they're sort of like the shaman, magician, sorceress of the village. So that's one type of lineage. Then there's another type that's called village weaver. And that's, those are the people who, they are the invisible glue between the village. They say, you need to talk to this person. Okay, you, you two have a problem, you go to see the evolutionary. Or, um, okay, you two, you, you know, like this old woman and this young man have nothing in common, but actually they have something for each other. Okay, so the village weaver already does that because of the, what they are. Then there's the guardian, and those of the guardian are the ones who are protecting the village. They say, you're in or you're out. Or this, this is not a one of the rules of engagement of the village, so I'm going to talk to you. And then the fourth type of lineage is game world builder. And the game world builders are the people building the game world and also the visionaries and the people who are like evolving the game world or creating new game worlds in the game world. So all of those four kind of lineages, those people are so different. They have totally different relationship to the same situation, 
but we need the intelligence of all those four people for a village to be round and to, to be functioning. So one, you, you might want to check, you know, there's a website, I'll post it on the chat. There's a website called Four Lineages and start looking at your life. You can start looking at your life and, and figure out how you've already been doing one of those four lineages, you know, who are you in your community? Who are you in your family? Who are you in your, maybe your workplace? And the results of your action, if you, you know, if you kind of look back, <clears throat> you look at the results and the result will give you the information. Okay, I'm a village weaver. Then I'm not a visionary. If I'm a village weaver, I don't, I don't need to be the one building the game world. I need to find the game world where they need a village weaver. Okay. And so, and, and this is anti mono standard. Okay. We need the diversity of the lineages and of people's feelings and, and of people's work to make a working village. We also need the crazy people. Like there was this great, there's this great book from, um, this is an amazing book in terms of how does indigenous villages work? Original Wisdom from um, Robert Wolf. If you can find that book, I would really recommend that you read it. And he lived in the Malaysian um, Sangoy indigenous culture. And, and he was there as a like as a white Western trying to make people healthier or something like that, like as a doctor. And then he noticed he was going to from village to village. And then there was, there was some people that were crazy. Like they would be stealing stuff or they will be screaming on the, on the roads of the village or, and he, he finally asked, how do you deal with those people? Like, how don't you, how come you don't have a psychiatric hospital or place where you put the crazy people? And the villages, the villagers didn't, really understand but at the end they, they could answer saying okay we need the person who steals stuff it's like he's part of the village he's a he's a, a puzzle part of the village and um and for me it was such a revelation that we have this thing of we all have to look normal and be and fit in and be polite and have make good money and have a good job or whatever and this is so Restriction in term, rest, restricting in terms of who we can be or who we are as human beings and, and access to different forces and resources. Okay, so your job, Sabine, is to compare your life and tell, tell yourself how amazing your life is compared to zombies. <laughs> that could be one experiment. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, any other burning questions? Martina. Um, I'm working on my first newsletter and I committed to bring that out before the end of June and uh, I'm thinking about, I have this question, what can I offer? And what of those things that I can offer 
do I want to offer because it's it seems like it's not the same what I can offer and what I want to offer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Is is there what's your question? The question is what offers do I write into my news newsletter? What offers? What are per personally, I would I would encourage you to write the offer that you want to offer. I mean, I was, I, you know, a lot of people here, I mean, all of you guys are geniuses. Okay. Because somehow by yourself, you found your way out of modern culture and you found your way to the edge. Okay. And that takes to be part, that takes to be a genius to actually figure out there's something else than modern culture that modern culture consider itself the best thing, you know, after sliced bread. It thinks that it's the, on, it's the only way human being can evolve is to be a civilized human being in modern culture and be Catholic and make money and make profit and destroy plant, life on planet Earth. You know, that's how modern culture consider itself, which is kind of insane. And I, um, so you're good at a lot of things. A lot of you are good at a lot of things. I don't know if you know that about yourself. And so, so if you did what you were good at, you would, you'd be doing a lot of things that you don't want to do just because you're good at it. So that was a really a revelation that I got in a, in a conference where a, a banker, lawyer, whatever, looked at me and said, it's not because you're good at studying law that you have to be a lawyer. And I, it never occurred to me before that that could be a possibility. That I could, I could be good at something and maybe that's not what I'm supposed to do. So I would encourage you to, to offer what you want because you're good at so many things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Did you find a partner to write your newsletter? Okay. I would... I would encourage you, and I, I would say it in also the, the trainer path, but I would encourage you to, instead of saying who would like, you yeah. might want to pick a person and yeah. say, would you do it with me? And if you get a no, you pick the next person. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's start. Spark 168. The distinction is nothing confuses the universe more than your own indecisiveness. Start reading the notes. If you are not decided about which choice you will make, how can the universe support you? If you refuse to commit to the path, to a path, how can the universe gives you clear feedback about what works and what doesn't work? I just, this is like two lines into the paragraph, but I just want to point out that it could be that a lot of us here think that we have to, we have to, um, we are the one who are leading our life. 
how many people think that you're leading your life? That, you know, you, you get to decide or you, okay. So, um, I think this is a false concept. It's like this, you, you think you actually have free will or you, you think that you, it's, it's not really that. It's more like you have to do it on your, by yourself. That you're the only one who's living your life and you have to do it by yourself with, your, with very few resources because modern culture gives, you, gives us our mind and our body. And to think that, okay, it could be a question of how do I make myself available for the universe to, to, to push me in my life? How do I make myself, for example, into a sail, like on a boat, and the universe is the wind blowing. So my job is just to be a sail. It's not about, it's, it's not about doing everything. It's about being a sail so that when the universe comes and blows in my direction, it pushes me. That would be a different orientation than you thinking that you're in charge of your life. Like that. Okay, I keep reading. How can the universe deliver nonlinear coincidences and sideways evolution forces if you are not in mo motion, if you're not in motion with a decision? By staying indecisive, you put yourself into a holding pattern that circle elusiveness. A holding pattern that, so elusiveness is this undecisiveness or this nothing is scared. And then you would circle, you keep circling that. I don't know. It would be, I keep circling. I don't know. If you stay undefined, confused and vague. Oh, sorry. By staying indecisive, you put yourself in a holding pattern that circles elusiveness. You stay undefined, confused and vague. You're waiting prevents the universe from committing to you. Some people wait until they are dead. Does anybody want to, how, how is that, you know, what, what the spark is talking about? How is that in your life? Yeah. <clears throat> um, for me, it's, um, I can see myself a lot in what you just read because when I have to make decisions, there is a big fear of not making the right decision or not like realizing <clears throat> like later that I, I should have made the other decision or I should have decided for the other alternative. And so I just wait until I get more information, until I get more clear and um, then sometimes it is too late to make a decision because I wait and wait and then the circumstances change and suddenly one alternative isn't there anymore. And then I realize, oh, I wanted this, but I, like, I can't have it anymore. And so I, I see myself a lot in there. Um, with, the, with the Rage Club, it changes a little bit because um, the anger is like if I have the anger is there to make decisions, but with like really big decisions, 
it's really hard. And I love that this um, spark is here today because I have a really big decision to make actually. So um, would, would you, is it okay for you to share what the decision is about? Yeah, so I live in Ringsburg. It's a city here. I I just love living here and I was looking for a job and I got a job offer now. And uh, one week ago, the possibility came up to uh, move to Leipzig with um, my brother and his, well, in official terms, you would say girlfriend. And yeah. I don't know what to do. That's the decision. And they they um, are on the PM trainer path. So it like for me, it would mean that I would like start kind of a PM village more or less in like a smaller, like in a small group. Thank you. Does anybody is facing decisions right now? Anybody else? Yes. <laughs> can you, Jake, can you say one? Is there one that's really coming up right now? Um, yeah, right now I need to decide whether to take the caravan that I've had already taken the keys for so that I can stop being in my father's house where I've been for the past three months in lockdown. Even though when I went down there last night to check it out, the internet was very, very iffy and I was struggling to find phone signal to get like data from my phone to my laptop. And so there's a risk that I'll take it and then the internet will actually be so patchy I won't be able to do my work which is a big part of why I want it. So I can not be in the family energy and so I can not be working and sleeping in the same room, which doesn't really work for me. And I need to decide if I'm going to take that risk or not. Um, or, or maybe there's a better place around the corner and I should just say no, because this isn't what I need and I'll figure out something better in the next days anyway, or, get over my issue with wanting to be within the community and just go look after the person's house in the next village that they're letting, they're offering me cheaply, but it's not here and I want to be here. And I need to, can't decide if I'm just being overly picky and this is me being punished for being overly picky about where I am and, and yeah decisions okay. i mean it seems to me that when we're facing decisions or this nothing confuses more confuses the universe more than your own indecisiveness what seems to be really going on is that we have parts and we have parts that wants different thing so for example clarissa what i'm hearing is that you have a, a part that says i want a job and i want to get a regular income and then I'll feel safe, which is, which is probably your box. You know, and then there's this other part that says, well, what about starting a PM village with, pe with people who are 
deep inside the work. Okay, that's another part. That's like the transformational part, or I don't know how you call it. And then it's which part, which part gets majority vote? Which part am I going to give majority vote to? <laughs> so that could be a, a place to look at. Because also, it's funny, Jake, you were saying, you know, I want this, but I want that, and I want this. And it, and it's, it looks like it's all the same eye, but it's all very different eyes that, that just want, that wants different things. So it could be an experiment of saying, okay, I have I, one eye, one of my eyes want this. And then, and then you write it, and then you find a name for that part. Okay, and I have another eye that wants this. And you write what, what that part wants, and you, and you give it a name. And then you just get clarity about your different parts and your different wants. Instead of having this eye that sort of smears it over um, and thinking that it's all the same. It feels like... Um... So like no matter what decision I make, one part will lose. And maybe that's what I'm so scared of. Because one part won't be able to get what, it's, what it wants. So you have this thing inside of you where you want every part to get what they want. Yeah. Sometimes you can have the parts uh, talk to each other and, and see what's coming out. Maybe they find something mm -hmm. that you can arrange with. It, it, it's um, just when you were sharing about the, something in the way you shared the four different archetypal lineages, it landed in me in a way it hasn't before when I've read the website and stuff in terms of which, where I sit predominantly in that, which, which is the evolutionary side. And, and my one part that wakes me so good with that is this complete certainty that I can always find. There's always a solution that works for everyone. If, if there's enough time and the will for people to do that, then you can, if there are multiple people, however many people, there is always a solution. Sometimes there's not enough time to find it. <laughs> um, but the sort of shadow of that in me is this like, then I'm like, but there must be a way to meet all of these parts inside of me. There must be a way to meet all of these different eyes or all of these different needs. And then, but it's the time. And like so much time in my life vanishes in trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, it's just like, sometimes it's like weeks of like mental or emotional time trying to pick between which flight I get that's like four days apart or whatever. Um, like, ah, oh, but this, but that. It's, um, so it's, yeah, it's the two sides of that part of me, I think. Thanks. Okay. I, mm, so I really like this idea. I I'll put it in one of the website, this experiment of when you, when you write down all your different parts and the different wants and then have them talk to each other, you know, mm. hello. And you, it's great to give them name, like not just box and gremlin, like really give them, um, you know, it could be, uh, the good employee. I want to be a good employee or whatever the parts is. And, and to, to, for example, about this, how can, how can all my parts have what they want? How can all my parts can have what they want? And for example, the box can change its purpose. 
It doesn't really have to change what it wants, but what it wants can have a different purpose. So the original purpose of the box is safety, is protection, is survival. How can I survive? Okay. But you can change the purpose of your box from this defensiveness to your box being expensive, saying whatever the way I am is a solid state. You know, the box can say whatever I am is a solid state and I'm going to use it as a stepping stone for my next project, my next evolution. So the solidity of the box become a stepping stone. And then the purpose of the box changed from identification with survival to, okay, this is something solid and I'm, going to, I'm using it for the next evolution. And that's moving the, the box purpose to expensive. So the box becomes one of your tools for evolution. It just becomes one of your tools for evolution. Thank you. Okay, anything else from anybody else? Well, I'm uh, struggling with um, <clears throat> really going out and, and defining <clears throat> being clear about what I, I want to <clears throat> offer to customers on my website because I, I feel inside that it's still not enough, it's still not clear. It, it should be everything. I don't want to go too narrow, whatever kind of thing. So, and I postponed the whole, the result is that I postponed finishing it and I end up in procrastination, which makes me mad again. So, so, and I feel that there is so much pressure. I put myself a lot in, in pressure because I, I need to have it uh, at the highest standard possible I can imagine. So I don't have, or there's a fear that it's not good enough and not perfect enough and not professional enough. And I, I put myself into that, that kind of tension. And that's why I don't try to make this step. And I know that I should just try and see what happens. And I do that sometimes. But again, I land in a, a situation, um, the old pattern comes back where I'm in this loop of waiting for the perfect solution. So it seems like you, you started mentioning one of your keys is you said, I feel scared that it's not, it's not going to be perfect or professional mm. enough. Yeah. Okay. Would you just close your eyes and say what the fear, what the fear is really about? Just go one, one layer deeper about this fear. It'd be better if you yeah, close your eyes, when you put your hands like this, you just mm -hmm. want to go in your head. Yeah. The fear is that um, I feel scared. I feel scared that yeah. um, I am not good enough, and I, I will. I am not uh, a good consultant, or not a good, um, um, and not a good conflict uh, solution person. So whatever. So I'm. Um, the fear is really that somebody will say, "Well, this is not good enough." All right, can I ask you a question about this? Mm -hmm. So is the this what you write on your website or is the this what you, what you actually offer? Uh, that's what I offer. So that's what... No, I mean, when you say, I feel scared that this is... I feel scared that somebody will say okay. this is not good enough. 
Is it what you actually offer or what you write down on your website? Actually, I think it's the fear is that, um, that it's that what I really do, that I am not good enough for in doing. And so the result is that I also doubt, I'm not sure if I can really write that. So, uh, so feel, would you say I feel scared because doubt is, is fear okay. and it would just have mm -hmm. clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I feel scared that I promise too much and, and I can't deliver what I promise on the website. Thank you. You too. Okay. Well, one thing that you can keep in mind is you are not delivering it. It is not you who are delivering your work. It is your bright principles and your archetypal lineage. So you cannot do it. You, Joseph, and you, Jake, mm. you cannot do it. It is actually not your job to do it. Your job is to get out of the way so that your bright principle and your archetypal lineage can do its work. Mm -hmm. So when you say, I feel scared that I'm not good enough, it's very true. Because you, as your, your, you know, Joseph, as your box, or you, you cannot. You're not good enough. You cannot. And it's what I, in my, you know, I, I had the own, my own fear about this. And the way I, my work through that was to keep radically rely, to radically rely on my bright principles to radically rely on my archetypal lineage. And, and sometimes the magic works and sometimes it doesn't. And there's no way that you can control that. But you can get better at getting out of the way. One can mm -hmm. get better at getting out of the way. And it, I think that's the work, which is you know, healing your, your, the hooks, the, emotional, um, the emotions, healing your emotion that will help get out of the way. And kind of like for example saying something that you don't know what you're going to say start mm, speaking yeah. without knowing what you're going to say so there's and this is you know this is the trainer path this is i'm holding space for this trainer path which is how to how, learn how to get out of the way so exactly the same when you're going to write your website get out of the way you're not writing your website your bright principles and your archetypal lineage have to write it because they know what they can do. One way of doing that is to find a partner, just like I was telling to Martina, is to find somebody who you're gonna call and you ask them, please ask my bright principles and my archetypal lineage, what can you deliver? What, what should I write about you guys? You know, you write about them. You don't write about you, you write about them. Um, one question, what you said, to, to have the partner should ask me this question and yeah. I respond to that. Yeah. Okay. So there's a vacuum, there's a necessity for you to, to, to for them to speak into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to, do you already have, know who you're going to ask or you want to ask somebody here or? Um, I'm going to ask Manuela to, to have already worked together. Okay. Ask Let the right person because I've done already many, many things like that. <laughs> so I'm okay. really so the that. coaching is the coaching for you, Joseph, is I can ask Manuela. 
So you didn't really ask her, which okay. makes it really indecisive, which makes it really kind of um, uh, sloppy. Yeah. Okay. Shift go. Yeah. Uh, you mean right now? Why not? Okay. 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 I thought it's uh, to postpone it for for later to do it afterwards. Okay. This is this, okay. what this spark is about. You know, you're gonna wait until you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Manela, can you ask me the question um, of? Um, okay. Sorry. Pause. The question was, can you make an arrangement with her right now? But you didn't make this arrangement. You say, I could ask Manuela. Instead of saying, Manuela, would you, would you meet with me after this spark? Would we, you meet with me tomorrow so that we can do this? You did. Ah, okay, now I get it. Okay. Manuela, can we um, agree on a, on a schedule after this spark where you uh, coach me on, on the bright principle and on the archetypal lineage? I would love to. <laughs> Perfect. Are you ready uh, right after? Do you have time after finishing this part? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Okay. Um, I'll have to look. All right. Okay. We just uh, hook up and we find a date at a, immediately or later on. Thank you. Yay. Jake, do you, do you need any... You want to do this or me? Yes. Yes, I want to do it. I'm just reading what I wrote in my book. I was asking, do you want to find a partner so you can oh, have a yeah. vacuum into which you can write your website? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I do. It was not what I was. Yes, yes, okay. I do. I don't know what I was, I was stuck in the, I am stuck in the waiting loop on that too. Okay. Um, I have stories of getting fear of being overwhelmed by taking on too many different things at once. Um, that, that's the main thing that's stopping me doing that at the moment. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Rilika. Yeah. Would you be up for giving me some support on my website, please? Yes, Jake. Thank you. I'll reach out this yeah. week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's agree after the spark. Okay. Cool. cool. I put in the chat um, a website that I'm still working on, but it has a, a lot already. That's called Your Circle. And it's about building, I mean, most of you here are offering transformational services. It's about what are the steps to build your circle, your transformational circle, so that your bright principles and archetypal lineage have people to deliver it to. Because if you don't have people around you, there's no vacuum, there's no necessity for them to come through. The website didn't appear in the chat. Sorry? The website didn't appear in the chat. The, yeah, it did. Your circle. I think I your circle. Did you send it privately to somebody? No. It's no. Can you, would you check it's it? A, 
in the line after original wisdom and there is below that there is your circle interesting okay i'll send it to you privately see if that works okay and so those are steps and there's also a link to make your website which doesn't have a lot on it but it has some so this is a very cool website and there's a podcast where you can just uh, follow the steps of how to build your circle so people come. So, so your, your bright principles and archetypal lineage have somebody to deliver their work to. Cool. Okay, let me keep reading. Given the complexities of today's world, being indecisive may seem like small policy. Oh, may, being, sorry, being indecisive may seem like smart policy. Observing what happens as a bystander, bystander usually avoids negative repercussion, repercussion. So however, clinging to indecisiveness is a leftover childhood survival strategy. The strategy goes like this. If you remain undecided, then you are not a force to be reckoned with. If you remain undecided, then you are not a force to be reckoned with. If you remain weak and confused, then those in charge do not have to feel threatened by your authority. Being undecisive keeps you from standing out. You are not solid enough to be regarded as dangerous, so they do not have to attack you as an enemy. The result is you survive. So how many people have this, those fears, like to be a threat to authority, to be reckoned with, to stand out? How many people, it's like, that is not okay. Okay. So those are, you know, one of, another experiment that you can do is read those lines again you know, find a moment at your place, read those lines again and write down what is really the emotion. Like I fear scared because, you know, I feel scared to stand out because this might happen. I feel scared of being a threat to authority because I cannot handle people being mad at me. Okay. Okay. Right, I don't know, three, four, five of those big fears, and those are gateway for emotional healing process. Okay, because it's one way to read them into and to get it intellectually, and it's another that you have old decisions that you've made in this life or past life about I will never, you know, I will never stand out again, I will never use my powers again, I will. Um, I will stay small because if I don't, I get killed or I get burned as a witch. I get burned as a witch. So you have, like, everybody here has old decision about not standing out. And you really need to work through them so that your shape can change. Okay. The thing is, I keep reading. The thing is, your time for merely surviving is over or could be over. If you take initiatory step towards adulthood, one of which is letting go of using indecisiveness as a survival strategy. In order to let go of the strategy, you first have to experientially 
detected. As the evolutionary Juan Santos used to say, you cannot change what you cannot face. So the, the first step of change or transformation is to, is to be where you are, is to be in your own indecisiveness and to notice the consequences or, and feel the pain of, of your own indecisiveness. That's the offer. So indecisiveness feels like an inner dust storm, a small tornado blowing grits into your eyes and mouth so you falter and step back from being certain. Let me read that again. And you can close your eyes and kind of sense into that experience. Okay, because it's one thing to know it intellectually and to recognize the experience, then when it happens again, you'll just be, ah, oh, that's my indecisiveness. So indecisiveness feels like an inner dust storm, a small tornado blowing grit, little pieces of things, into your eyes and mouth. So you falter, which is falling down, and step back from being certain. I, I just want to say in my, I've had experiences where I was, you know, I, what I would say, I was on a roll and I was like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I, it's great and I'm creating. And then I get one feedback and then it all falls apart. Any, anybody ever get that thought that you were on a roll and everything was working, you were creating. And then one person says, this is not working for me. And you fall down into this, <gasps> maybe I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what it seems to me is that this thing of like being sure and being on a roll and it is, it's actually fake. It is actually fake. It's a fantasy world, which the feedback comes and crashes it down. So this, I don't think this spark was intended to, to be, to go into that mode of I'm successful, I'm getting it, I'm achieving. This is not what this spark is about because I think it's, it seems to me in my own experiences that that is as much a fantasy world as I cannot do it. I'm not good enough. Both of them are fantasy world. It's mm -hmm. out of reality. But what's, what's closer to reality is saying yes or no. That's reality. Because if you say yes, there will be consequences. If you say no, there will be consequences. So deciding yes or no, this or that, or this and that, has, you shape reality. Your own decision or your own indecisiveness shapes reality. I'm just giving a moment if anything comes up for anybody. Dimitra, can I check in with you? How is it going? Um, I was thinking uh, 10 years ago, 
I was working uh, in a in a really um, expensive um, uh, with money school. I don't remember the word. And there was a teacher there, but I wanted to be an actress. So, and all my family, you know, they were so proud. I was working in the school and blah blah blah. And said, so, "No, I cannot." If it was one day, I came back home. I was working 12 hours with kids. It was like insane. And uh, I saw my life. I was sitting on the sofa and I say, okay, I will continue to do this job. Then I will find a husband. Then I will have kids. And then I will suicide. And I just saw it. I remember because I saw, I saw it. I was 22 years old, 23, 24. And I saw it and I say, okay, now you have to go to Athens. You have to go and study theater. That is all that you want. Go fucking do it. And uh, I took a train at 12 o'clock uh, um, at the September of, the, of this um, year, at the end of the semester. I took the train at 12 o'clock in the night. It's the last train from Thessaloniki to Athens. Uh, and uh, my mother was like, where are you going? I had six baggages, like full baggages. And I was like really small. And well, where are you going? Come on, stay here. Stay here. Where are you going? And I, and I, I arrived at Athens at 6 a.m. in the morning to a house that uh, I have only been once. And I opened the, I, 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 the bell. I ring the bell. And there are 10 people were smoking weed and they were all over the place. And I say, oh my God, what did I do? What do I do? But, and I went to go to sleep, but I, I was so scared. And I say, oh my God, I did a really crazy thing. What did I do? What did I do? But uh, it was the best decision of my life. It changed me. It's like, um, it transformed. From that moment, from that day, something changed and everything was different and it was another path I don't know and 10 years after right now we're here and uh, in quarantine I was alone in my house after many years living with people I was completely alone and um, it was very difficult but um, it was one day very difficult day I made a decision and then uh, I can't say what decision was that, but it was very specific. And then, uh, and then um, Yorgo sent me, you know, do you want to attend the let? I say okay. And uh, now we, I am here, and I will go another trip in some months from now. I know inside me, but I don't know exactly where yet. And I have all this. Um, uh, okay, I, I was who I am right now, but um, I know that in one year from now, I know that it will be something else. It's coming. I, I can feel it. I'm really afraid that I'm crazy. And they will tell me, no, you're crazy. But now I'm telling to everybody. Yesterday, I had to be in a party in my friends and it was really big and it was a pride, pride party. And after the race club, I, my voice was different. And all the night I was there 
being being with people that they were all married, 24 people. I was the only single girl that was 35 years old with no kids and no husband. In my in my country, it's like a, a disaster. Uh, so, no, no, it's true. No, 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 no. Okay, Dimitra, can I say something? Yeah. Okay. I was just uh, saying, you know, you, you asked me. Yeah, I just want would to, would you look at me for a second? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, so you don't have to be afraid of it anymore. You are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You yeah. are already crazy. And just, and you can just walk around and, and, and just own it. And be, that's part of my identity is the crazy, like I'm crazy in regard to modern culture. And I have, to, and you have to kind of be crazy. Otherwise, You'll be married. You would have been married and with kids and you would have probably killed yourself. So you can be grateful for your craziness and say that it saved your life. It saved your life. It's a, it's a proposal for an experiment. No, I've, I have been to a doctor to tell me to string, told me that I'm not crazy. No, I... I have the paper that he declared that I'm not. I'm, not okay. crazy. I'm signing. I'm signing a new paper. I'm signing a new paper saying, Dimitra, no. you are crazy. Can we all sign it. <laughs> yeah, we all sign it. Um. Yeah, life. Um, yeah, I know. Life is really. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have two papers. The one say I'm crazy. The other say you're not crazy. <laughs> okay, and you get to decide which one you use. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'll keep reading. We almost, there's a few paragraphs and then, and then the notes are over. So the dust cloud, so that's the indecisiveness. It feels like an inner dust, dust storm. So the dust cloud swirls between you and an authority or between you and a scary opportunity. It can be difficult to see what the dust storm hides from you. First, because that is the dust storm's purpose, to hide a special person or a transformational decision from you. Does that make sense to everybody that this dust storm of indecisiveness, it hides what's behind it, what's waiting for you. And second, so that's the second purpose, because you forgot that you yourself whipped up the dust storm in the first place and have unconsciously grown accustomed to accepting the dust storm's presence as a standard part of reality. But it is not. Your self-confusion is fabricated. It does not have to be there. Okay, this is radical responsibility for how, you, how you've made up your life. How you've made up your survival strategy and then adopted them thinking that they're real when in, in fact you've just, you've made them up. You've made them up to survive. And now that you're more than 18 years old and, and on this path of transformation and initiation, you can make a different choice. So being decisive, I'll keep reading. Being decisive does not mean that you become egomaniacal. 
egomaniacal that you take up all the space with your, your ideas and your needs and your plan that you already know about things or that you are shut down to other options or changing your mind. That's not what being decisive means. On the contrary, you can, you can decide to have no plan. You can decide to be one, one of the team. You can decide to be one, one of the members of the team to stay relational and to stay open. You can decide to enter the state of not knowing. You can decide to withhold your judgment and opinion and assumption and expectation. You can decide to decide even if you are uncertain. Let me say that again. You can decide to decide even if you are uncertain. Because it is, you'll never have all the information. You'll never have all the information. The moment you have all the information, like Clarissa was saying, it's, it's too late. One option is already gone. And so what about deciding to decide even if you don't know what the result is? It's sort of, mm, there's this great map of rapid learning, which is go, beep, shift, go. And so many people, and this is what the spark is about, is are stuck at go. We are stuck at go. We don't move. We stay. So that probably because of our fear of getting a beep, that was the wrong decision. That didn't work. That hurt somebody. That whatever the beep is. Okay, so we're stuck at go because we might get a beep. Without the beep, you, you know, you're stuck at go. This is where you are. So, and you can decide not to decide right now. But that would be a different, um, like it would be a different, let's say, a choice, like opportunity or a different attitude than I cannot decide. You know, I cannot decide because I don't have enough information or I cannot decide because I might miss out. I cannot decide because I'm afraid of. You know, that's the indecisiveness. But if you say, okay, I decide that I don't decide right now, it is a different, you come from a different place. And that's decisiveness to just not choose. You decide to not choose, to not decide right now. But you're not a victim of the dust storm. You're not a victim of the dust storm. Okay, each of these is a decision that the universe can align with and support you in. It delights the universe when you decide and do what you say you will do. This is called integrity. It delights the universe when you decide and do what you say you will do, having integrity, because then the universe recognizes it has a playmate. Okay, the universe is, has integrity. In reality, there are consequences. If you become consequential, then you, get, you gain parity, you gain a friend, you gain parity with reality. 
and enter an equal partnership with the universe in creating how things go. So there's a Buddhist, I, I used to be a Buddhist, so I can say that with, you know, authority. Um, the, the, the Buddhist tradition um, has this philosophy or let's say this attitude towards reality, which is accept, accepting what is, accepting what is. Things are the way they are and your job is to not be attached to something different than what, what is. Is there anybody ever, ever heard about that? About, yeah. Yeah, Martina. Martina has even more authority, just 10, 10, 15 year long Buddhist. <laughs> okay, tell me if I'm saying something wrong, okay? And, and the offer here about being decisive is instead of accepting what is, you create what is. You are at the source of what is. So both I have responsibility. I accept what is, and so I, I'm not a victim of, of circumstances. That's being responsible. And another facet, like another, it's sort of like two, um, the two faces of the same coin. The other part is create what is. And the way you create what is, is by deciding. Is by deciding and then keeping your commitment. So that's, I just wanted to add another piece because it was it was added in the spark about it delights the universe when you do some when you decide and you do what you'll say you will do so this is called integrity so if you decide and you actually don't keep your commitment the universe cannot commit to you it cannot commit to what you decided because you're actually not doing it so a practice to make that more uh, conscious is make promises and keep them. So for example, this week, make one promise to somebody and keep it. And it can it just make it, you know, um, like small enough that you will keep it. And big enough that it is sort of a risk. So for example, it could be, you know, Jake and Radhika said, Radhika said yes to, to help Jake. And Jake will say, okay, can you meet this time and this time? And if Radhika says yes, that's a promise. If you keep your promise, then you have integrity. So you can have this promise like, I will call you this week. Or I will call you Wednesday. Or I will finish an article by. Or I, so make one promise consciously and, and complete it. And then the universe... You're sending a message to the universe, I have integrity. You can commit to my commitment because I will do it. And it sounds crazy or it sounds nonlinear, but that's, that's how the universe works. It, it works, you know, it's a, it, there's this great quote that I love is, if you, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. Because if you don't have integrity, the universe or anybody else cannot commit to you. So you're alone. You're alone and nothing happens. Okay, anything about it? Yeah, closer. 
Um, to what you just say, said about um, the integrity part, I wonder how it can come together with um, being able to change your mind. Mm. Yeah. Great question. Mm. I think change, what it seems to me in my own experience is if you don't have the possibility of changing your mind, then you don't really have integrity. You have, I made a promise and I have to keep it. And I'm a victim of the promise that I've made. And other people will keep me to my promise or, you know, it's, it's other people's fault or it's, it's my fault, but it, it comes from a place of being a victim of the promise that you've made. So having the possibility of changing your mind and still doing it, then, then that's a form of integrity. And, you know, it depends also how big your now is. For example, you can make it, you can say, mm, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a crazy promise, but I will stay with you forever. Okay, that's a very, very big now. And so if you have this promise without the capacity to change your mind, then for, it is most probable that you're going to be a victim of your promise, which is what happens with people who get married. And after, after the honeymoon get that, actually they didn't want to be married to those people. <laughs> doesn't take so long. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it's about, let me see. It's about when you do, when you make a promise, you have a certain shape, your being, your box, your gremlin has a certain shape. And if you keep evolving, your shape will change. And, and it might be that your promise doesn't, is not in integrity with your shape anymore. Okay. And that's, that would be a moment to change your mind. Yeah. Something like that. And, but I think it's, it's worth checking about, okay, am I changing my mind? Because actually I, I was not really committed and, or my box is taking over or am I changing my mind because I want to keep being in integrity with what I am. And I think it, it's worth having to keep that fear around. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your question. That's it's big. Yeah. Can I add on that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and there's something in there for me of, of then and also acknowledging that there are often consequences in changing my mind even if it's to stay in integrity with myself like it may be that the person i had the promise to you know for them they don't really care if for well i mean part of them will <laughs> it's and especially if it happens time and time again it's definitely been a journey for me over the past sort of four or five years of I, I had to learn how to commit to things that were in a now that would open up certain doors or experiments for me, such as, yes, I will commit to an experimental partnership with you, with someone. And then, oh, okay, as part of this, I want to commit to do something with you in six months time because we need to start planning for it. And then the closer it gets, I'm like, I can't do this thing anymore. 
it would be out, actually out of integrity with who I am now. And then breaking those commitments have consequences. Um, but it is, it is this measure of then it's not about you know, running away or, or it is just about acknowledging, okay, my now has changed. Like, yes, I did commit then, and that was a big thing. And now I'm saying I'm not going to do that anymore, which is also a big thing. Um, and owning that, it's, yeah, seeing, seeing what else is possible. Thanks. <clears throat> okay, let's see. There's one experiment. It's like almost half a page. So I'll start reading and see if it maybe has different experiment in it. Okay, experiment number one. Are you, re are you ready for the consequences of being decisive? Notice what you feel in your five bodies as a result of reading that question. So let me say it again and you can sort of check in yourself. Are you ready for the consequences of being decisive? Do you feel fear? An inner contraction? A tightening? If so, find out why. Perhaps you have a hidden competing commitment that is at work in you. So there's a process. If so, get a possibility coach to run you through the hidden competing commitment process. Perhaps an incomplete emotion emanates from a, from a forgotten vow that you've made under dear con conditions. So this is what I was talking about in terms of also past life or being burned at, the uh, burned at the stake as a witch. So if so, get into a possibility lab and sit in the possibility chair with that emotion as your request. No, I just want to before So I would do this as a as an experiment to split in in pairs and one one person would ask the other are you ready for the consequences of being decisive and the other person you you have your eyes closed and there will be probably a feeling probably an emotion and it would be probably fear it could be something else and write and then do this experiment of writing down what is the fear about what is the fear about being a person who, who decides being decisive okay and then you do this for maybe three four minutes and then we change roles and the other person gets to list down the fears of being decisive okay Okay, ready? Yes. You.
Did anybody figure out some fears that were sort of a revelation of something new to you? Or, or maybe a fear that you'd like to share? Yeah, Larissa. Um, I, I had a fear that, um, I, that got a little bit more clear. It's um, the fear of being visible and therefore or of becoming visible and um, I I have the feeling that this is, is something to do with the hidden competing commitment mm -hmm. because at one time in my life I decided to be invisible in order to survive and the, a lot of the fears I said like the fear of being judged the fear of um not adapting to the expectations of others it all comes together to the fear of being visible hmm. you might want to have this conversation with sofia magdalena because you have you talked about it already or no but uh once you you um t talked about the process i uh, i already decided i want to like at least talk to her about it and see if she even wants to do the process with me. Okay, because she has a similar survival strategy and there was a, a call that I was not part of where they sort of dissected it and, and wrestle with that survival strategy mm -hmm. of being invisible and, and the different ways people make themselves invisible. So, yeah, cool. All right. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do that. Thanks. Yeah, I'd like to share something. Um, the main fear that I felt or feel at the moment about being decisive is that if I really commit to doing all the things that I that seem to be in my vision, that I would be overwhelmed with work. Hmm. That my life would be consumed by it. Wouldn't that be great? In a way, yes, but the fears and the, fa the fear is that there would be an imbalance between things that I would, for example, working on the computer or traveling all the time and yeah, and then I, that I wouldn't get to do the things that, I, that are nourishing to me and I wouldn't have any free time anymore. Okay. Thank you. I, got I have it. had this. Sorry? Okay, go ahead, Rilika. Mm -hmm. I have had this uh, kind of a challenge, yeah, the kind of the same way of like uh, either going for something or then changing my mind or not because lately one of the big things for me has been like going with the flow, you know? It's like, it's like 
the question is either I decide for something certain to go for it or or if I'm deciding what it is what I want you know how specifically do I ask for for it you know it's like I feel like oh I would like to have some kind of a home and working space but then if I like it's my decision what do I go for what do I start creating and what I have been doing lately is that okay like there is an idea oh I will rent the garage that's I I would get like a personal space to work like it would be easy and it would be cool you know and then it's like okay I'll try to get one and I will I will look for something and then after a while it doesn't seem to be coming to me and then I'm like okay maybe something else is possible you know like maybe there are some other options maybe i can do something differently then another idea comes okay maybe i can try this or that so there is a question for me also like how specifically should i define what i want you know and then how much space should i give myself to change my mind and about specific form which i try to get it through somehow I yeah. don't have an answer for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, like the, there's just like some kind of like a, a, a thought or inspiration in there for me that I wanted mm -hmm. to bring up maybe there's some mm -hmm. for somebody else also. Like like how specifically to define what what do we want or how to like yeah. Like there it's also a decision. What do I want? What do I want to go for? And then how specifically do I choose how to check it out? what that would be the possibilities for that and then if i choose for something if it doesn't really work out in a little while like when to choose to actually go for something else or is it like okay this no this or like you know kind of something I like that like, like how with the universe to check like huh no it's not coming from there maybe to try something else or like that mm -hmm. The only thing which I uh, heard from you is that you sometimes ask yourself uh, uh, what I should do. And, and uh, my experience is when I ask myself what I should, uh, I'm not getting clear answers. And if I ask myself what do I want, uh, I get more a more clear answer. Because should is somebody, might be parents or whoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like for me, like it's it's often the thing lately that it's like it's easier for me if I get an opportunity coming to me. Oh, there is an option. I can say yes or no to this. But if I have a lot of space to create whatever I would like to create, then it's harder to decide, okay, what exactly will I create? And then see if it starts to flow or not or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's another... I would say another trick of my gremlin. It's like after I've made up my mind and I have decided, that then it will look for the point to reintroduce indecisiveness. It's like, oh, but it's not going how I thought I would. Do I keep trying or do I, is this a sign from the universe that I'm doing in the wrong direction? Or is this the universe trying to test me that I should really commit? Um, or, or, or whatever the question is. And it's like, it's like, all right, okay, I'm, ba I'm back here to this moment of indecisiveness. And now I'm not doing either one. I'm not releasing it and I'm not trying any harder. I'm trying, and, and it's back to this thing of, okay, which just, I need a, I need a pick. There, there was a, 
a distinction that my father actually ch ch told me that comes from something I think called Landmark Forum, where they make the distinction between choosing and deciding and deciding being a process of weighing up all the pros and cons and trying to decide which one is better. And then choosing is you just pick one without actually taking into it the whole mental side of it. You just go, okay, especially in a situation where there probably is no right answer, you just choose one and then you live with the consequences and you'd be open to adapting and changing if it isn't working out. And so I often, as much as possible, <laughs> try and just choose, what am I going to do? Or make go, I'll give myself, like today, I'm like, I'll give myself like an hour this morning to go down to the caravan and test the internet and see if I can come up with a decision. And if at the end of an hour I can't, then I just need to pick one and just do it and see how it goes. And I can review it if I want to after a certain amount of time, but at least... Do it. yeah i think it, i just i think that the next experiment might help with all the those different things um just joseph do you want to did you want to say something before just, uh, i had two emotions mainly one is about fear of responsibility and having to act um get into action but there was also a big joy to get out of the swamp so to really make to blow the dust off, which of the things which I'm currently uh, in, in circling. Thanks. Thank you. So the, the next experiment is sort of hidden in, in the one experiment I would, and it's, so I want to read the whole thing and then I'll explain the, the experiment. So I read the rest of the experiment. So, so if you decide to step out from the dust storm, then start eliminating ways that others dictate how things go for you if you give your center away to circumstances or you wait it out. By saying out loud, I decide that. The free will to choose is a human birthright. Stop trying to give it away. Choose from your own soul or being and not for some, someone else's. And there's, a, there's a, a bunch of things that you can already start choosing so what will you wear today what will what will you order at the restaurant what is your intention in this conversational interaction which of the three games so i win you lose um win win or winning happening will you play here so i win you lose competition i lose you lose compromise or winning happening service there's a website called free game if you want to get into this what level of risk will you take in this conversation? Full exposure, full vulnerability. What level of presence will you engage? What are you going to create? What level of contact will you make with this person? What offers will you reject or accept? What do you want? Which intellectual, emotional, energetic or physical intimacy or archetypal intimacy will you engage? how directly from your true vision, your, your authentic wish, your archetypal lineage, will you speak? How fully will you decide to commit to your stand? Take a stand for the stand that you're taking. How completely will you push back, push back, no, 
push on, push back on or sidestep the forces that consume your energy and corner you into thoughtlessness. Okay. So those are just example about like choosing and deciding. So in the experiment is this. So a deep breath can allow you to separate fact from fiction. Anytime you have difficulty to decide, look, look for a story. So that's the experiment. Look for a story being created by your box. By seeing the fiction, its purpose become, becomes obvious. Becoming decisive is in itself a decision. So getting a new job, shifting career, starting or ending projects, clarifying relationship. These are side effects of the decision of becoming decisive. So find out how it feels to work side by side with the universe. So the, the experiment that I would offer to do in the, in the next 15 minutes is to pick one, one of your decision, like one of the things that you have to decide now. And it can be, you know, it could be a big thing, but you can also pick a smaller thing to, to just try the experiments out. And, and notice what is the story that your box is creating about this decision. And then say it to the other person. And, and also reveal the purpose, which is in the end survival, but just sort of dive into that. How, how, what is, you know, how is it really survival? How does it create survival? Okay. And, and then if you want, at the end, you get about, let's do like five, six minutes per person. At the end, you can, you can just say, I decide, I decide that. Now that you have the clear story of your box and the purpose, then you might be able to make, you bite, you know, and you could be, I decide that, that I'm decisive. And then the rest will just follow. Okay. And then after five, six minutes, we switch role. Is the experiment clear for everybody? Can I repeat it a little bit to make yeah. it clear for myself? Go ahead. So I say one decision from my life and then check what comes up from my box. And then I say it and try to see what's behind it. And then like decide if I decide for it or not. Yeah, it's more about um, you reveal one of the decisions that you have to make, that you've been indecisive about a decision. And then uh -huh. the story about why you've been indecisive is your box story. It's, so the reason why you've been undecisive is your box story. And then you reveal that. Mm -hmm. And then the purpose behind it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Martina, are you, are you still here? So Manuela, you with Martina. So I would just... I think she's just, she's at work, so she might just come back in a few minutes. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So, Manuela, just go ahead and um, start finding the decision and uh, you're already gone. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Okay. Wonderful people. It's 12 o'clock. That was two hours. Time flies when I'm having fun. My opinion. I was having fun. And it's one o'clock here. Isn't that mysterious? Jesus. <laughs> Different times. <laughs> it's the same here. now. <laughs> Where are you, Relika? I am in Estonia. Yeah. Estonia. Where, where the sun never sets right now. Almost, yes, huh? and it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Same, same here. Come, come to visit me, everybody. You yeah. just watch yeah. the sunset on the beach and then the sunset becomes the sunrise yeah. about an hour later. Yeah. And you have this really nice, long, like red kind of sunsets. And then at night, it's not really dark. It's really lovely. And then it starts to get light again. Yeah. Wow. Same, same promising. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody need the anything? Last question. Yeah. How can we meet after uh, being here? Yes. Uh, do you have Facebook? Yes. Okay. Would you add me as a friend on Facebook, and I can put you there's a um, a message group, a Facebook message group that is called the Weekly uh, Spark Experimenter. Is there is there anybody here that's not in that group? Rudika, also I, I will add you and Clarissa. Great. And then uh, that's and yeah. A question: uh, Are the recordings of the previous sessions there as well, or yeah, is it just on the Next Culture Radio? Next Culture okay. Radio, and I, I'll, I'll, yeah. You type nextcultureradio.org and you'll find all the past recordings. Cool. Okay, wonderful beings. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Work. Thank you. I'll see you next week or before. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.